what have you seen personally work best for you with you know in terms of growth on tiktok because i mean N nothing nothing <laughs> literally nothing bro <laughs> nothing like tiktok Same. i don't even think i don't even think tiktok's real double time double time double time what's up guys welcome back to double time episode 31 today we have a very special guest artist musician singer noah richardson superstar what's that Superstar. Yeah, superstar. Uh, uh, come on now. <laughs> um, Noah Richardson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yes, nice thank you too. for thank you for joining us. Um, so we'll start off. Um, just tell us your story. Like, you know, what what made you get into music? How are you? What you know? What's your what's your journey? I feel like I either answer this the exact same way or very different every time. I don't know how, <laughs> but like. Um, so yeah, I was like halfway through college and um, I was like on my way to become a doctor. And then halfway through, I had like a quarter life crisis and <laughs> decided to switch to music. Wow. And since what? then, I just like haven't really looked back. What uh, what sparked that, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so the exact like event, like I was going to school and in like a very short period of time, I was like going through a lot of things where like I was getting potentially kicked out of school and like losing like my scholarship and like everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I was on the verge of failing like intro chem for like the second time. It was like very hard for like some reason. I hate chemistry, but uh, I was on the verge of failing that. And I took the exam, thought I failed it the second time. And I like was walking back to my dorm. I was like, fuck it and just started like getting drunk in my dorm and writing song lyrics and just like <laughs> since then just never look back that's awesome yeah i mean it worked out in the end though you make some some good music yeah, yeah i guess so yeah you're a great singer we Thank uh, you. we were doing our our discography research the past couple of days and you got some you got some vocals on there man good stuff thanks man thanks yeah. i appreciate it I mean, I've, we, you know, we've been getting into this more recently, seeing mm -hmm. you on, you know, our feet and everything. Yeah. Explain Dead to Me, because I'm very interested. Yeah, it's yeah. such a fun, like, you know, just song, the visuals, you know, everything we've seen on TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did that I wanted to talk about those visuals. We'll, we'll get into it later. Okay. Uh, where should I start, like, uh, with the song itself? Yeah, where, sure. wherever you want. Um, so the song itself, a lot of times when I write songs, uh, I'll feel like... And maybe you like you guys feel this way too. Like, I'll kind of stream of consciousness, like 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 write lyrics or like say stuff like to like a beat or like whatever, and um, not really know like what it is until like I kind of get to the end of it or like kind of feel like I'm lying because I'm like you know what this really hasn't kind of happened to me. Um, so I had that written and I had like this the chorus, uh, first verse, second verse, like all written. Uh, and like a writing session with two of my friends and uh, I know I loved it but like I wasn't really fully connecting with it because it just it just hadn't happened so I was like okay like whatever this is just kind of cool but then two weeks later I like had the biggest falling out with some of my best friends and oh, I went in yeah and so I had the demo and then I went in with my producer I was like yo fuck it we're writing this song like I have like I have like the ammunition to like you know really bring this to life now so um that's where that came from that's cool so yeah. so originally it wasn't about anyone like specific it was just kind of like just writing whatever not really no it was just like, like 
I mean, like, maybe subconsciously on some sort of psychological level, like, yeah, but, um, yeah, I was just kind of, like, like putting words together and, like, having something come out, and then... No, that's, like, that's actually super interesting, though, because I've never heard anyone else talk about that that writes music, but as, like, you know, I write a lot of the stuff for the things that we do, and yeah. I also have the times where I'm, like, this hasn't happened, I don't feel it at all, because, <laughs> yeah. like, I yeah. don't know where this came from, but I also just don't really like it because it doesn't make sense to me because we've never lived through it but it's mm-hmm. so interesting that you said that because i've never heard anyone else actually like put that into words yeah. until now but that's i mean it sucks that it did actually end up happening yeah but you know you know all inspiration comes from somewhere so maybe you're just you were just a little early to it yeah it's weird it's like some sort of like like messed up manifesting like i don't know like it's very yeah. strange I mean, that's cool that you were able to sort of, I mean, it's obviously that sucks, you know, what happened, but I guess it's cool in a way that you were able to sort of relate to the song more afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like the universe just was like, all right, you, you want to write this song and you want to, you know, <laughs> put this on paper. Sure. All right. We're going to have this happen to you. And this is a, this is going to happen. So the coffin, the cast. Yeah. 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 I need to know. I like, I just, I want to know more from like a, the, the standpoint of, where do you get access to these kinds of things? Because maybe we're just not looking hard enough, but we try to have some fun visuals, but we're not getting that fun with it. Um, well, it's probably very hard to get access to those things. Well, I, I grew up in a funeral home. Wow. That makes sense, then. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's my um my grandpa had it. Like, uh, he started off as, like, a funeral or a, a hearse driver for another funeral home as, like, a side job. Oh, wow. And then, like, eventually it was, like, you know, wanted to make it a business. And then he had it, then my dad had it. And um, yeah, I grew up there in Philly. Um, eventually when I started like to get into music and stuff like that, um, we had like a morgue like downstairs in our basement. And I I made like a music studio in the room next to it. Jeez, that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Man, so the did... song, everything really came together then. Yeah, everything. It, every aspect, wow. It's pretty crazy because like, uh, especially me like growing up and like people getting to know me like they would eventually know me as like the funeral home kid you know what i mean it's just like that's just like where i live you know it's like a very unique thing and that's a part of my identity so like i never really thought that i'd be able to bring it into my identity like musically but i'm glad that i did because it just created this cool uh full circle moment like for everything it's sort of like a good branding tactic especially with you know songs like dead to me (laughs) Which I get yeah. why you use the the funeral home. So that was your dad's funeral home that you used for the video. Yeah, that was our our family business uh, that we used. Um, okay. We eventually we just we just like sold the the funeral home. But uh, I know we were talking about writing "Dead to Me" and how it just kind of comes from nowhere. Is that how it is with like everything you write, or was that kind of a specific situation? Not really. Like I. I don't really know. There's like a couple of songs like from the album that came out that way, but like I feel like my favorite way to write is like when I am immediately hurt or immediately going through an emotion because everything is so like it sucks, but in like it's so bittersweet for me when I get hurt because like I'm like, man, this kind of sucks, but I'm like, oh man, like the the things that I'm thinking of are so vivid that I can like write them down like instantaneously and like really I feel like that's the best way I can connect, you know. Yeah, I, I I unfortunately understand where you're coming from <laughs> yeah. that one. It makes a little too much sense. Yeah, that's how I am. And like the rare, like I don't really write songs that much. I'm not much of a writer. I'm more of a producer. But in the rare instance that I do write something, it's usually in the moment of something like that. So yeah, 
I gotta ask, is there anything in the works right now that you can can leak to the presses here? Um, I cannot. I cannot, unfortunately. I cannot. I have to keep you in the dark. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I did just start a merch uh, store, though. If you see, I have some. I saw that. Yeah, those designs were good. I like the the Thank beanie. You. I like the smiley beanie. Are the beanie? <laughs> I have one. I have it like over here somewhere. But uh, yeah, I have that stuff. If you guys want to check it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you did. You did drop an album less than four months ago. So I mean, you're stuck. You're kind of still in the album era, um, at least publicly. I guess so. Like, um, I just like can't because you guys know too. It's like s such a. As much as I love like promoting the album and like putting everything out there and stuff like that, like at heart, like I am, uh, I'm a creator and I'm a writer. So like, I just, I just like need to get back in and like start making new stuff, you know, yeah. like it's just like part of like my fabric of why I do this. So yeah, you can't stop for too long because then it's just like, what are we doing? You got it. You got to yeah. keep doing it no matter, no matter what I get it. Yeah. That's how we are after the after jelly we worked on jelly for about 11 months so mm -hmm. basically a year and then we took basically summer off and then like late august early september we were like all right we gotta we, we're getting the itch again we gotta go back in mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and that whole time you know i was i just i had to write another album in between because i just i couldn't take the break <laughs> so <laughs> it's always working on something oh wow so what's your guys like um i'm always curious like what other people's like process looks like I guess, um, like, what does your process look like with writing? What does your process look like with like coming up with like a strategy for, I don't know. Yeah, I'll start with writing. I think that's usually where we start because that's, you know, my main thing is the music and the lyrics and, you know, the mm -hmm. song. Yeah. And unfortunately I still have yet to get a good answer on this because I don't understand my own process, mm -hmm. but I think the two ways it is, is if I'm not trying to write a song. I usually come up with the like melody and the lyrics first. Mm -hmm. You know, it's usually when I'm at work, I'm just, you know, I don't want to do anything. So I'm just like, let me just, you know, see what, what comes out of this. And, you know, I'll go into, you know, voice memos, write it down, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if I'm actually trying to write music, then I do think I usually try to go for a vibe first. So it's more of like getting the music done before any of the lyrics, because I want the vibe is like more important to me than, you know, what the lyrics are. Not that the lyrics aren't important. Mm -hmm. It just comes a little bit later. And so I think it's usually for me, music then lyrics and then you know i pass it off to that guy and he he does his magic yeah 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 at least for for double vision stuff it usually starts off like we we agree on like a concept for a song or at least like a sonic you know place we want to reach and then uh -huh. i'll i'll do like a demo beat or like you know we'll find some some instruments that sound sort of similar to what we want and then we'll get you know just a basic beat going and then ryan sort of outlines the writing and then it just sort of it's just like chipping away at little things until we have a song that's a lot of studio days and a lot of yeah a lot of sending me yeah not mastered masters well it's then... actually interesting we we actually don't have a lot of like writing studio sessions like a lot of our studio sessions are like we won't get in the studio until we know we have a song to record like we do a lot of our our i, I our definitely shipping away that. like remotely yeah i feel like i can't uh i can't write in the studio yeah like, it feels like, too forced it. almost Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm writing in the studio, it's like very on the spot. And it's just like, it's just like the lab feels like a lab. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it yeah. feels like that space. Like I need to be in like my personal space where I can like kind of get my shit out and then just like come back to it, you know?
Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if I'm writing like something that's actually personal, I can't be around other people doing that. I think the, the only time we ever actually even had a, a in-person writing session was like some of the first songs we ever wrote together. Mm-hmm. And those are like, you know, not about anything. It's like, let's drive through the city at night. It's like, okay, it's fun, but it's not like, you know, someone hurt me. I'm going to write a song about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with like, I got to be personal if it's personal. But if it's not, you know, there's there's some some space there to to feel it out with some other people. Mm-hmm. Let's, I mean, to start off, like, do you do you produce your own stuff? Because you, I know you said you got with your producer. So do you produce some of your stuff or any of your stuff? I'll I just know how to make like stuff on Logic, like very okay. basic. So like I'll kind of have just like a basic outline of like certain things, and I'll I'll bring it to my producer, and okay. we'll just like go over like arranging stuff, or you know, he'll do yeah. like all the heavy lifting with like effects and all that that's cool yeah that's i mean so do you play any instruments or mm-hmm. uh guitar bass keys oh bass that's cool like that. i like bass <laughs> yeah i just got a bass so like i'm trying to like learn a lot more uh like fun calvin harris like kind of licks like shit like that that's awesome yeah we got to get into that we can, can we get a bass player unrelated to anything hey right hey just... paul paul <laughs> I actually paul at berkeley yeah, you could probably blindfold yourself and spin a circle and find a bass player at Berkeley. You you will find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, where did you get into your instrument playing? Because we've talked about it, you know, a lot. You know, the childhood lessons and mm-hmm. the childhood hardships. But you know, where where does someone just get into playing guitar and keys and bass and such? Um. Well, I learned guitar when I was like younger. I think I was like seven. My dad got me like an acoustic guitar um and my brother got a guitar too and we i only really learned like small chords and like hey there delilah and stuff to like impress girls but like i stopped i stopped playing probably when i was like 12 or so so like i didn't really like know that much but my brother was really really good and um so then he would kind of play and then i would sing like we would sing like pop punk covers and stuff like in our in our bedroom which was really fun um but then eventually when I got back into music, so I like, then I would, I got really heavy into guitar um, and just learning that. And then my school had like practice rooms with pianos and stuff like that. So I just like translated it that way. So I just like kept trying to learn different things. Damn. Yeah. I, I love always, you know, coming back to things, especially after not touching it for a while. Cause I took, you know, guitar lessons for like a year or so, yeah. probably close to when you did. But then it just wasn't something that stuck for a very long time until I decided to get back into music. And yeah. then once I did, it was like, I'm I'm happy that I have the experience that I got back then. So I don't have to like relearn everything now. It's so much easier to just like get back into it yeah. from a, a place where you already kind of know the basics. What is what is your go-to uh, guitar song learning site, like app or anything? Ooh, I, well, is I it... feel like the easiest one is like Ultimate Guitar, Ultimate right? Ultimate Guitar is the one. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's it's the classic. It's it is. If you're looking for a song, it's probably there. But what about, you can't forget Marty. Marty? Do I know Marty? Marty Schwartz, bro. <laughs> oh, this is, I'm going to get the guy canceled the for f- not knowing this. The guy with the fedora. What? Oh, this sounds so familiar. Bro, I might, I might oh know Marty. Oh my god, you have <laughs> Wait, to Wait, I know might Marty. know Marty. Bro, Marty Schwartz is the man. I'm going to have to look into Marty Schwartz because he's the man <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> You don't know this man. Oh, I've seen Marty. Okay. I've seen Marty. Trust me, I've seen Marty. We love Marty. We love Ultimate Guitar. There's like three other like 
uh, YouTube guitar people. They're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's it's hilarious. (laughs) So the Dead to Me music video, how did you like sort of set that up? And like, what was the process of filming like? Because I mean, you know, on the other side of things, we're we're big film nerds, me and Ryan. So yeah, you know, yeah, I saw like a lot of the stuff that you guys do with film. I'm definitely interested in that. Thank you. Yeah, we're 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 video nerds on the other side. So um, Um, how was that process? And what was that like? Was that your first music video? Just like, you know, just tell us how that went. That wasn't my first music video. My first one, uh, we actually filmed on my iPhone in uh, in Hershey Park. So that was, I don't know if you guys saw that video. That shit was like, looking back on it now, like, I don't know how, I really don't know how we did that. Like, because we had zero control over anything. Like, it was like, I was on the front of the roller coaster and there's like people on like the way back and I'm like having to film, but like not get their faces in anything. But like, I have like a waterproof case with like a, um, a wrist thing on it and stuff. And I'm just like having to keep a straight face on like all these rides and stuff. It was like, it was very, very difficult, but it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, so dead to me, dead to me was like, dead to me was crazy because, um, I didn't even, when I had this song written, I didn't even think to like combine like combine the visuals with what the song was and like my backstory until like leading up to thinking about like a release plan. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. So like before, before I wanted to do music, like while I was um, like studying medicine, medicine and stuff, like I wanted to be a screenwriter and like low key, I was like taking like creative writing classes and stuff like that. And then I was coming up with this idea for like a, like a funeral home TV show, kind of like a mix of like shameless and like something like that kind of just like based on like how i grew up but just like stuff like that um so i had like all these all the ideas like already written up and then when it came time to like think about the music video i was like shit like i already have a lot of this here so i can just use it so it was really cool i love that i i think it's super interesting that you said you wanted to be a screenwriter at some point i think it's just like you know filming music and especially if you make lyrics i think it's like it's just so intertwined that mm-hmm. it's just, you know we're we're word makers at heart yeah but mm-hmm. screen yeah creative writing i i took some of those back in high school and i think they were actually helpful you know as much as i don't want to admit it that high school helped me at some way but <laughs> it, it was something yeah. that you know it it helps you per- perfect your craft just a little bit but yeah yeah screenwriting is fun i love doing screenwriting i mean you know i'm a film major so i'm taking those classes right now mm-hmm. and i i do think that even though i'm not like you know, making a movie anytime soon. I I think it actually is helping me just know, you know, how words work and or whatever and trying to like just find a better way to say things because it's so, you know, it's such an intricate process that even though it's not, you know, writing lyrics for a song, I think it will actually end up helping me do that. So Yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, if you're someone who wants to make lyrics, this is out to the all the audience members here. Take a screenwriting class, take a creative mm-hmm. writing class, take an English class, you know, you probably need it anyway, but you should probably take it too because it, it'll it'll help you become a better writer. Yeah, I definitely I definitely get that because it's like um, like reading a script, like with scripts and stuff. Like we kind of learn like more uh, with like actions and like making you know it all like kind of make a story instead of it just like being like words and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know your emotions. You can always write emotions, but it's sometimes mm-hmm. even more difficult to just write what's happening without, like, being able to describe what's happening in someone's head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to make music videos, if you want to write songs, if you want to do anything, take writing classes because mm-hmm. they'll actually help. They will be helpful. <laughs> take it from us. Yeah. 
So what was the what was the filming process like? Like you know, when you show up to the funeral home for for filming, what you know, what does that look like? Um. Well, it's first of all, it's so stressful, like just trying to organize all these people and trying to get all these people together, you know. And it's a lot of it's just like like all the people there are my friends. So like I I called up um, all my friends, trying to get them to come and. Um, trying to get them to behave too like while we're, while we're filming and stuff like that but um yeah everyone everyone was like really great everything like went really smoothly it was just like line by line we kind of figured out like what we wanted for each thing and um i i worked with two of the best people my friends victor and matt who directed it so it was it was great so your friends were were the team yeah um i met them through the the studio that i work with but okay yeah yeah that's that's kind of how we roll we we uh we have a good videographer friend Kalini, but we're also just friends with her, you know, outside of filming and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's always fun, you know, being familiar with who you're working with and just knowing mm -hmm. you can trust them. So did you, 100%. did you have a, you said you went line by line. So did you not have a plan going into it? Cause you know, we're, we're infamous for, for not going into things with a plan. So how did that? Oh, really? Yeah. Like we will show up to like, the only thing we really had a plan for was the workout video. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, moving i think i saw a little bit of it yeah yeah that was like the only th and even then it was like half a plan we just had the choreography for the chorus and then the mm -hmm. intro um but uh yeah we like for the christmas video we literally showed up to our friend's cabin up north and then we were like all right how do we make this work yeah so so how, how did that sort of like come together and like what was that like for you because we're used to that um i i'm trying to think of like how what i did first Cause I think it started with like a manic phone call to like either my producer or like the, uh, Victor and Matt, where I was kind of just like sending voice messages of like, no. And then like, this happens. And then like this, this happens. And like, this happens, <laughs> it's like three in the morning, like whatever. And then they're waking up like, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, but, um, I think, yeah, I think it did start that way. And then the verses kind of tell like their own story, but I kind of just had like an envisioning of like, let's kind of create a twist within the music video. And um, as it starts out, you kind of think that there's like something else going on. Like maybe like it's like a wedding or something like that. Um, Cause it has like us like waking up in two separate places and like us getting ready and all this stuff. And then like all of a sudden, like she walks down the aisle and you come up and you see it like, oh shit, it's a funeral. Like it's actually like, he's dead and it's a casket but then i'm like faking my death so like there's like this whole like um actual storyline to it instead of it being like nonsense that's awesome the symbolism in that is great because it's it's exactly how the song goes it's like you know everything seems fine you know everything's great living so lavish but you're dead to me and then it's like oh actually fuck you <laughs> it's like it's great. <laughs> yeah you yeah. know yeah that's that was great. definitely the whole vibe of the song just like a huge like fuck you kind of vibe yeah I like when videos have a storyline. That's maybe a me thing. I hate music videos that are just like, you know, we're doing things at this place just because we're doing it. You know, we're singing along to the song. Yeah. No hate to those people. I just, I, I, that's not my kind of vibe. I yeah. love like the short film, you know, you're, yeah. the music is saying something and then the video is just like, this is, I'm really, I want you to know what I'm talking about here. This is, yeah. I, I'm, if I can do it through visuals, I'm doing it through visuals. And I, I love that, you know, the video has like a, a story to it. I, I just think that's, that's so fun to like enhance the music with the video side of it. Yeah, I grew up like um obsessed with like the Fueled by Ramen bands, like with like Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and stuff like that. 
uh paramore like just watching their music videos and a lot of them had this like somewhere like cryptic but like had like a cool storyline even like like my chemical romance and stuff so like um i was like literally like after school i was just for hours like watching these music videos so like uh i feel like it's definitely something that probably influenced me yeah cause, yeah the, the old bands they, they knew it was up they yeah dude. they had the best visuals they had the best music yeah i'll i'll act like you know the people you know the the older people that are like you know back in my day the music was the best because it was we're right <laughs> you know you know I, I they they knew it was up and they did it the yeah. way they were supposed to do it and yeah. now you know now it's our job to you know bring that back and, and make sure our music is now the best music i think that's that's the next step sure yeah i think we want to no. incorporate <laughs> no yeah i think we want to incorporate yeah. more of the um more of the short film style videos into our music um at least for our future releases like i know we have some pretty big plans for a well like fall next year we have some pretty big music stuff planned and we're going to incorporate more of like the storyline short film stuff into our videos so mm -hmm. um yeah just yeah we we appreciate a good storyline for music videos yeah it's always it's always good to see it's a lot of work though sometimes like yeah especially if you plan it the right way it is it's it's a lot of work and i think you know as people who if someone isn't like you know a filmmaker and they don't they haven't gone through the process before it's mm -hmm. like it seems so deceptively easy when you're just looking at it from an outsider point of view yeah but if you knew all the the work that had to go into it and every step that you had to do to make sure it actually went smoothly and perfectly and looked good in the end it's just uh, it's so it's so it's it's a lot of work but in the end it's also like i'm happy that we do it because it's so you know nice to see the finished product and be like mm -hmm. oh all of this work that i did is actually kind of worth it because it's a cool visual that you get at the end of it yeah especially you guys like i feel this way too like um getting involved in like other parts of the process instead of just making the music it just kind of like makes you appreciate uh everything else a lot more you yeah because i mean we're we're lucky that like we kind of have this you know music making slash film major like dichotomy that we have so, yeah like you know, I'm so lucky that I'm a film major because music videos are so close to just making the music itself. It kind of yeah. just works out perfectly. But like, you know, if I didn't make music, I wouldn't have any idea what that process was like. If I didn't do the film, I wouldn't have any idea how yeah. much all that was. It's like, you know, people don't know that these things t can take like, you know, six months to get one song and one video out. But, you know, we know the work and we know how much went into it. And we just all we do, all we do is hope that someone enjoys it the way that we yeah. enjoyed making it or didn't enjoy making it. Because sometimes the shoots are just... They're, you know in the moment it's, Dude, it's a little bit of a... oh my god we when we shot like we shot in the cemetery um and it was like we're all in black like i had to get my hungover friends out to uh to show up to the cemetery <laughs> everybody's in black and uh it's probably like 95 degrees like so many times we had to redo shots because the camera kept overheating so it was just like Ooh. it was brutal we were out there for like a couple hours it was bad especially in philly too where it's humid as hell yeah. there not even just like the trying to plan and get everyone together. It's it's just also the environment and having to deal with with nature and just it, sometimes it doesn't work out. But the mm -hmm. thing is, the viewer will never know that if we do our jobs right. So you know, it, it's a little trade off that we got to do. But yeah, I, yeah. I think it's worth it in the end. Example A: the electric shoot. We uh, we climbed a a mountain close to our house. It was uh, that was a long time. Climbed a mountain. Yeah, like like not like you know like trekking it, but like you know a little a little <laughs> hike that was. 
No, I gotta check this out. Well, here's the no, thing. No, don't don't check it out. Let's check it out. Don't check it out. It did not. It did not work out. So so we had. It's like a pretty. It's like a pretty atmospheric song. It's you know it's big. It's like it looks pretty big. On we we have a drone. Ryan has a drone, and we we were doing some aerial stuff where it was me, Ryan, and then um, our good friend Lord who featured on the song. We were like singing the song on top of the mountain, like overlooking like everything. But it just the footage was so just like what are we doing? Because it was just like orbiting us, but then it's it's just like three small people on the mountain being like yeah, and then there's nothing else going on, and it's like it's so it was so weird and just off. So we ended up just blurring all that footage and then just making it a lyric video. <laughs> like it was just like it was all we could do because we had to put a video out for it. That one sucked because that was like we had extra people on the shoot to you know fly the drone, and we also had like. You know, the not drone footage, we had, you know, Cleany doing our, our just regular cinematography and we just couldn't use any of it because it just, it didn't look good at all. And it's like, we had all these people climb this mountain with all this gear and we were here, you know, however many hours we were here and then we just can't even use any of it. It's, uh, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, hey, yeah. you live and you learn. Yeah. yeah, you live and you learn. <laughs> Doesn't always work out in the end, you know, good good to know, I, I suppose. Sure I guess that's where we can go with it. I mean, you're no stranger to live shows. Like we see all the time on your TikTok, you know, you, you shred it on stage and, and you know killing it with the crowd so like i guess how did you sort of get into that scene and like you know what 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 did that aspect of your your career look like like you know just kind of getting into it because i mean we we are strangers to live shows we've never played live so oh really yeah yeah so just like how did you kind of get into that and like being familiar with that um i think i just started small i think i just started like my first times like performing as a musician was just like open mics that were god awful and just like understanding that like i was going to be bad for a considerable amount of time until like i got good um just like with anything um and luckily like i obsessively watched you know like people that i looked up to and like performed like did similar things to me like how i started like solo acoustic like sort of stuff um so i like watched like how maybe like Ed Sheeran did it or like John Mayer did it or Jack Johnson, like those kind of people. Um, Katie Tunstall, like I just kind of like watched their interviews and like listen to them. They'd be like, hey, like do this, don't do that. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take some work, like whatever. And just like kept trekking with it. Um, and then eventually it got to the point, like I started releasing music and um, I started getting involved in like the local scene and stuff. And then like a band would be like, hey, you want to open for me here? So my first like ticketed show was uh last year at a spot called milk boy in philly which um was like yeah my my first show and we ended up selling it out with uh the band i supported too which was really really cool that's awesome yeah so like eventually um you know just get like connected in the scene like your local scene and be like and what venues are around that's where it's been for me um and yeah pretty much like that so you just kind of showed up to like open mics and was just like let's you know just run it like let's see what happens and then just just like just as like getting familiar with live performance like that was like really my start with it and like open mics too you're you're really just like meeting the other musicians around you too so like you're kind of getting a sense of like who's around you like what everyone's doing Mm -hmm. and also like what the competition is like um and how that is but yeah, things just kind of like really grew from there. And what I really undervalued, um, not really undervalued, but just like didn't realize like how important it was. Like 
um, just building relationships and like doing this, like building relationships is so important. Um, and what's good too, when you get involved in your local scene and like you really bring people out to the venue and like sell down and stuff like that, like uh, the bookie people notice that the people who yeah. book that notice that and then they talk like they talk around the city you know and then that eventually helps you kind of level up you know i kind of see it as some sort of like almost like a game a little bit or you just just keep trying to like level up and keep moving the goalposts a little bit yeah our our, our biggest you know public live thing is karaoke nights at you know a, a coffee <laughs> shop we're, we're not yeah. super familiar with with the their performing thing yet but mm -hmm. no that's some some great advice that that we're probably going to end up using because yeah thank you i think we'd, we'd like to, yeah, to sure. get more into it yeah yeah i'm always curious how like smaller artists um you know get into that scene because I, I know it's obviously tough so i just wondered if you know what that was like for you and how yeah there's who you there's, had on your side there's lots of different like there's so many different ways of things to go and it's like there's people i know with like couple hundred thousand monthly listeners who haven't played that many live shows or like haven't yeah. played a live show you know what i mean so it's like yeah. or like it's it's really crazy like the different avenues that the, this this thing goes and like someone like me would like look at a person like that oh man like i'm like really jealous of that but like also they you know haven't played as many live shows as me so like maybe they're thinking the same thing you know so it's just yeah you know you can't really can't everyone's really different it. i guess everyone's different yeah do you like playing live like do you or is it kind I of love, just like a i love playing live yeah it, it, playing. you look that like is, you from, that from is the, <laughs> the clips that is it looks fun it is like definitely with the last show that was like the the album release show and i kind of had a moment like while i was doing that i just like a lot of times as artists um especially for me i just like um as we're kind of like growing and like moving up towards stuff like i just don't feel like fully aligned sometimes you know i'm just like kind of like always questioning like you know like am i making the right moves like am i doing this and that but like when i like was on stage and just like saw the amount of people like and it kind of affirmed for me like all the hard work i was doing like maybe i, I was going in the right direction um but, like that was one of the the moments where like i actually felt like in my guts i was like yeah, I could do this like every day. Like I could do this for the rest of my life. Like this yeah. is like it was an incredible feeling. Uh, I was gonna feel so good. That's like one of my dreams or goals, at least, is to to see like the the work pay off in the crowd. Because I mean, you look like you, the crowd like looks like they love you, which you know I'm sure they do. So it, it must be a great feeling. Well, it helps they're from Philly because uh, yeah, not, yeah, we are we are crazy, but <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should get into to live shows. I'm <laughs> looking at them. We strikes. definitely need to rehearse at least. <laughs> we need to rehearse something at least. Yeah. So just, a, just a little bit. Yeah, just a just little, little bit. bit. Practice, man. Practice is, is so crucial. Practice is so crucial. Yeah. That's like our one week link is like playing live together. We haven't done that like at all. So, yeah. you know, we can make a song in a studio, but when it comes to like playing together, that's where we're, we're pretty inexperienced, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, even like people who blow up on TikTok, like it was just crazy. Like people who, like blow up overnight on TikTok, they just have never performed live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. they've never performed live and like, oh shit, you're opening up for, you know, someone some huge artist on a tour yeah. and you've yeah, never played live before. That is insane. I couldn't yeah. like I couldn't even imagine that because like the amount of lessons that I've learned, like failing over and over again live with like things that go wrong or like whatever just like completely sucking uh 
I just like I could not handle being an opener for somebody like that big without those experiences. You know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah that's got to be terrifying. I could yeah. I can't even imagine yeah. just doing a live show. You know, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this live talk. I would. I, I, I'm trying to think of. I'm just so inexperienced with doing things live that I don't even know what questions yeah, to ask like, about it. Really I'm dude. This is like I'm, I'm. I'm here. Trust me. I can answer anything that I can. I guess I always wonder this. I mean, because I see some of these on TikTok, but like, what do you hear in your in ears? Like, is it like? I don't have. <laughs> you don't have in ears. So I'm. I'm in the process of getting in ears. Um, especially because the last show that I played. I couldn't hear anything and it was yeah. terrifying. It was terrifying. Like I was guessing the entire time of like Damn. what was going on. I could like briefly hear, but like they were pushing the monitors like as much as they could. And uh, I, yeah, I couldn't hear shit. It was really bad. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that. Cause, cause we did our like, you know, fake live thing, you know, like where we're just recording in a backyard, but it is like live. And mm -hmm. for the first night we tried it, cause we didn't, we didn't end up using any of them because we didn't have a way to like monitor ourselves. And I, I can't, I'm really bad at keeping time. So I was just every single time it was like, you know, 10 seconds in, it's like, you know, we're off. We have to restart. It's like, yeah. okay, I, I get it. But I, damn, I can't imagine not, not having in ears. That's, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Luck, luckily, um, I work with like a, a backing band who's like super talented and like plays together and is really tight. So like they, they were able to support me and, you know, make me not mess up as much, but, uh, it was, it was, yeah, it's definitely terrifying. I guess, you know, rather learn it now than when you're, you know, opening for the, the big, the big people <laughs> once you go TikTok famous. Yeah, exactly. That's why like, I, um, I used to like really beat myself up on like, especially I guess all of us artists are like really hard on ourselves and like whatever but like I've learned to realize that these things were actually just lessons like on the way to kind of like prepare me for the next level of things you know just like kind of be grateful for the shortcomings and like failures it sounds super like la-di-da but it's it's actually true no it's good advice because i mean a lot of a lot of people just in the music industry whether they're on the performing side or not i mean they have an ego to them so it's like it's it's fresh to see like someone like you who's like okay like i know i'm gonna suck at this for a while but i'm mm. you know working hard to get better so that's that's pretty valuable yeah thank you and it's also like you know people expect maybe we just have super high expectations of ourselves it's like you, you know you're not going to be perfect the first time you do stuff we look yeah. back at our our old songs and our old albums and it's like Ugh, really we did we actually liked that at one point but it's like yeah we, we did because we yeah. had to grow from it and now uh -huh. you know it's i think it's even better now that we can look back and say that we don't really like what we did back then because you know it shows we, that you grew it, it means we kind of we kind of did grow a little bit mm -hmm. and that, mm -hmm. you know we're not still doing stuff like that anymore and yeah. yeah i agree yeah i definitely agree yeah i'm in like a weird position now of like um i even get in a weird position of like I'll make something. I'll be like, wow, I'm obsessed with this. And like, maybe kind of have like a little bit of an ego about it. And then like a couple of days later, I will absolutely hate it, <laughs> you know, but I'm in a position of like, I need to release this or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, I already uploaded this to Spotify and I hate it now. So just... I do that with, with every single song that I do. I'm, I'm listening yeah. to it to in my local files for a week straight on repeat every single day. Yep. And like, oh, by the time it comes out, I'm never streaming this again. I will I will never <laughs> actually listen to this because I hate it at this point. Yeah. I'm like, I, oh, I guess I uploaded that, but, you know, I liked it at some point. Which is so weird because, like, I, I used to, like, really just, like, dive in uh, and, like, watch other people's like process like a lot of like behind the scenes like in the studio stuff 
So Linkin Park, when they were making, I think their second album or their first album, their producer had them like rewrite each of their songs. Like they brought songs to the producer and uh, he was like, they're like, this, these are perfect. These are fine, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, like you need to rewrite. I want you to rewrite each one a hundred times. Damn. Until until like every time you fucking hear it, like you want to hear it again, like that kind of shit. And I was just like, I like that messes with my brain because I'm like, should I be doing that? Like, I don't really have time to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the time. And then it's like, you know, if I rewrite it a second <clears throat> time, is it the same emotions I had the first time? Is it as like pure mm -hmm. as when I first did it? It's like, you know, sure. Yeah. But, oh god, I I, I couldn't imagine. I that I very rarely I would say you know change something unless it's like real real bad and i'm like i don't know how i wrote that yeah but most of the time it is just like if i write it the first time i try to i just try to get it right the first time hopefully mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah i i feel like rewriting it for me would be like taking out a piece of what makes it uh, like a, a meaningful song but maybe maybe it maybe it'd be a good idea maybe i should actually start trying to do that it's it's, it's a it's a fine line because it's like then you sort of enter this like for me i enter this sort of like liminal space of like blankness of like reading the words on the page and like looking at the word the and thinking it's spelled incorrectly or something you know what i mean just like just looking at words and be like that doesn't look right it's just it's very strange yeah yeah like you have to then it's like every single word could that be could that be a little bit better could that you know mm -hmm. should, is that rhyme really not rhyming <laughs> enough like you know <laughs> it, it, it's yeah i thought uh, about i thought about at least me doing it for my solo music where like you have like you know eight different versions of a song but and then you know i was thinking about bringing that up to you ryan like you know how many versions of a song could we have but then you know it's like at what point are we just beating a dead horse and we just need to put the damn song out like so i guess i mean it's always good to explore options but i mean you know there's always that what if this could be better you know so i don't mm -hmm. know just sometimes you just know what you got yeah, yeah. you know you got a hit on your hands yeah Mm. that's where it's like how how much more revisions do we need <laughs> yeah i definitely john john mayer like said some uh along the lines of, like a podcast or something he was like um yeah sure i could have like just kept like hammering away at this song and like doing this snap but like then i wouldn't have been around like i wouldn't have been able to release the album i wouldn't have had a tour i wouldn't i just would have kept doing it you know so, yeah like, that's where I it's mean, like it comes a point you have to time. kind of to cut ties i guess yeah yeah just gotta settle yeah like not only can you not even just move forward but also like what if one of the old versions you had was the one yeah and then it's like you'll never know if that was the one that people would have been like that's that's the song very so true oh uh, that's that's so scary i, I could oh I don't, now i don't want to it's, it's, not anymore. <laughs> i take it back we're all quitting as songwriters <laughs> yeah we're all quitting music this is this has not been productive <laughs> so no what uh i mean on tiktok because that's how we found you um yeah what have what have you seen personally work best for you with you know in terms of growth on tiktok because i mean N nothing nothing <laughs> literally nothing bro <laughs> nothing like tiktok Same. i don't even think i don't even think tiktok's real i don't think it's Same. real I don't, I think, oh, i'm so glad you said that <laughs> i think someone someone is like fucking in a corner of a room just pressing buttons on who decides to become famous yes. i don't oh, I really don't know i'm like, so glad you said that it's it so, so much fucking, better like Dude, like I like study this shit and just like really try to understand certain things and like I'll, I'll spend hours on a video and then like a video I make in 15 seconds will like semi blow up and I'll just get very frustrated. It's always the it's so, always the like, in the moment ones that you yeah. don't care about. Uh, I'm glad you said that because yeah, we at least 
in September, we were like, all right, let's lock in. Like we had a whole whiteboard full of ideas and concepts that we could do. And we mm -hmm. did all of them basically. And we were doing like three, four a day, like the most we'd ever put out on TikTok. And we gained probably 20 followers that month. Like it was yeah. like dog shit, yeah. like growth. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, so that was a pretty big kick in the stomach. But I mean, you know, I'm glad you said that because yeah, even in October we were going pretty hard still on TikTok and just seeing. I mean, we 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 finally broke 500 followers, but that's like you know, that's like oh big yeah. work, you know. I mean, it's a lot, you know. We're grateful, but it's like damn, like you know, for 500 nah, videos we mean. got we got 30 followers. It's like damn for the like, amount of work that you put in. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's yeah, yeah. It, it really sucked, especially like I I I thought like when I we had the music video and stuff like that, like I got all the clips, whatever it was like cutting stuff up. I'm like, this is, this has to go viral. Like for dead to me. Yeah. I was like, this is me yeah. in a casket. Like this is just like, yeah. someone's going to look at this and be like, all right, this is like cool. And like, you just did it. And I was like, it is cool too. It's a sick video. Yeah. It worked for us. Yeah. So I guess, you know, thank you. Yeah. You got some people, but like, yeah, it's, it's always the videos that you think are like, this is the one that it, it's just, yeah. no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> come I, on. We put so much time. We into had it. a we had a viral moment on Reels in June. It was um, Reels song, fire. Reels is Re great. Reels was fire <laughs> for us. It's just about the same as TikTok now in terms of growth. It's like nothing. But we we got we had a little lucky streak in like April, May, June, which was thankfully was the time of our album release. We were you know mm -hmm. starting to get into the the ten thousands in terms of views. Um, but we had a really viral That's moment sick. in in June. It was literally me eating a burrito in this exact position going like this and just reviewing the the new mix of second date that me and my other friend were working on because we wanted to make the drums hit harder in, on the deluxe that's literally it and it's like a two second clip and it has like almost two million views on reels and that wow. was like the one and that that wow. sort of yeah and that sort of like gave it this this the, the stream spike that it got um and that was after it released initially like our the the regular album dropped uh mid-may and then the deluxe album dropped mid-June. And like right before the deluxe dropped was when that reel blew up. So then like the song was kind of like on its way out, like in terms yeah. of streams. And then that blew up and then it went right, right back up for like another month. So it's really just like whatever happens, happens, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> wow. That is like, yeah. And we weren't prepared at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's something. <laughs> I wish it wasn't so, uh, you know, like I, I wish that didn't determine, you know, who sees your music and who, yeah. you know, all that, but it is what it is. For sure. Yeah, I guess that's what my, I have a, you know, is there any other ways that you've seen, I mean, I guess like live shows are, are probably really good for getting an audience, but is there any other things that you've seen or done that can like, you know, build an audience that isn't just like posting to TikTok or posting to reels or really just that's like social media? That's what I want to ask you, because I mean, you have a, your, your Spotify is, 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 Hmm. you know is that like your main is that your most like follow-up platform because i mean you have almost four and a half monthly listeners or four and a half thousand monthly listeners um four and a half i guess yeah i um i don't know i don't really know like a sure secret to it i feel like just like spreading the song around as much as i can just like finding people like finding people on tiktok who like uh review music or like do stuff like that um just trying to connect with like as many people as possible with that i've also just like released a lot of music in the past like 
two years. Some of it's getting lucky with like release radar and like whatever. Um, Have you had yeah, any algorithmic know. playlists? No, okay. I haven't. Well, no, I've had. Yeah, I had Discover Weekly. I've gotten Discover Weekly, okay. thing, but I haven't gotten uh, editorial. Yeah, yeah, editorial. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, editorial. Um, been trying for a long time, which is like frustrating too, because you'll see people who like. I mean, good for them, and yeah, yeah, definitely deserving. Um, but you'll see people who like just first song ever out, and like they'll just like get yeah. an editorial playlist. You're like, damn, like I wish, yeah, I could, but. So I guess, yeah, I mean, so I guess, do you know, like, where that pretty big Spotify following comes from? Or is it is it just people that are, like, finding it, like, the, um, you know, organically? I guess just finding it, um, even, like, there's, there's like, Submit Hub. You can, like, submit uh, for, like, playlists and stuff like that. There's some, like, good how stuff has your, to you. How has your luck been with that? Because we have had... Oh, Submit Hub. I, I fucking, I roast Submit Hub all the time. Submit okay. Hub kills me all the time okay us too because we haven't had one right ryan no people hate us yeah 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 so submit hub i think i spent like i think i bought like 100 credits on submit hub one time damn. and maybe got like three it was like it was really bad uh damn i don't know submit hub is like whatever sometimes you're good sometimes whatever i think it's just like i heard that they might get incentivized to like not pick as many songs or like whatever but you just gotta like look for your genre or whatever works yeah. for you i guess again i feel like if i find just look on social media like people on tiktok people on instagram who just like review music and stuff that kind of helps push out yeah we should look into that right like people who talk yeah. about just music in general i guess let me ask you this are you are you working on like a new album or are you working on new singles because i mean we're we have the album wave and I know, I know, like, you know, you had your album wave, but we're 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 leaning towards just doing singles only um, mm -hmm. in twenty twenty three. So, mm -hmm. I guess are you and are like, I guess there's multiple questions that this could lead to, but like, are you are you intending on doing like another album, you know, next, or are you gonna do singles? Um, probably not like an album right away. Yeah, probably just singles. Mm -hmm. Okay, probably just singles. Yeah. Um, I already have like a a hand like a handful of singles like already done from like last year which is dangerous too because like i don't know um it's like so, i'm so far removed from them now so it's just like i'm gonna be releasing them like a year later so it's just yeah. like um are they still gonna hit the same for me so it's like do i want to i they i like them then so like am i allowed to go back in and like switch things up if i wanted to yeah uh, also in the same breath like since releasing an album like all the stuff i like now know more things i've learned new things so like um i'm just like in that weird space of like what to do you know yeah i don't know it's confusing like a lot like being an artist and like the writing process like production all that it's like kid honestly be a mind fuck like for real i'm sure as you guys know just like trying to figure out like what the best move is for a song or like whether to like stash a project or stash a song or like keep working on something yeah um, we keep doing it and we wake up every day keep doing yeah. it so it's just like it's this weird thing well i mean ryan you've had your fair share of like old songs that you want to redo and then you know two months later you don't so i mean i'm sure you can and i've had mine too but i mean you more recently yeah because I, I have songs from like i think 2018 that i was like you know i i like this album this was my first album let me make it actually sound good because you know i i used to uh 
I guess I still do because I don't produce, but I used to like produce, mix, master, and audacity. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't do, you know, producing whatever. So I was like, I would like these songs that I made a long time ago to actually be what I wanted them to sound like back then. Right. But I was supposed to do it with, you know, Christmas things that were supposed to come out this year. And then I, I listened back to them and I was like, you know, I, I'm realizing that it's not really worth my time to spend it on these songs that I'm like indifferent with when I could be working on, you know, the next thing that I want to work on. And even then, you know, mm-hmm. I have... I get what you mean with like old songs. Are they still going to be good now? Because I've I'm working on songs right now that I wrote back in February, and I'm like, you know, is this even still good anymore? And it's you know coming out next February, yeah. and it's like, damn, it's it's a year later, but I I still think that hopefully they hold up when they're done. But yeah, you know, it's 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 just like the process is so long sometimes, and you just wish that you could get it out like the same day. But uh-huh. I got to go through all the everything you got to go through first. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that, and it's weird too because like I'll even just look back on like. A lot of times I'll just hop into Logic and just like make, um, just like start a pro- like start a song or like start something and like maybe just not finish it. It was something like big I learned too. Um, I got I got master class like a couple years ago, and I because I saw like Christina Aguilera and like Alicia Keys like they were on there. So like Alicia Keys said something that was like, once if you're working on something and once it just starts not feeling good. Like right before that, just step away from it because like you're gonna be hesitant to come back to it. So like, just keep that good feeling on it. So I feel like I just have tons of like not fully finished things, but those not fully finished things have ended up being like building blocks to like something that I can finish. Almost like they they were almost like practice rounds to like get to something that I actually want. Our so are a producer and. Um, would you say like you're more a producer you're more a songwriter um yeah okay are are your brains different in the like how you view a song like how is it how is it actually that's probably true <laughs> how does like a producer's brain um view the song like at least well i guess it, it i mean obviously it depends on the song but i guess for most of our songs that we've already done um like you said, like a lot of the jelly stuff, like that was all just like writing. Cause whatever, like that, you know, none of it was really personal. It was kind of just mm-hmm. like, you know, party time songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least that, because of that, that kind of let me view it a lot more technically than like, Oh, how does the song feel? Um, I guess emotionally, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I still, you know, wanted to make sure it felt like, like party time. Cause that's kind of just like what the whole album is. It's just like, you know, hard hitting eighties music, just like, you know, Mm-hmm. party um so but i mean at least from a technical standpoint like i'd be like okay you know how does this compare to authentic 80s music because that's what we wanted was like that authentic 80s sound like reverby drums you know mm-hmm. distant vocals like um we were just trying to emulate that as much as possible so um i guess that was my main focus was just making sure it sounded authentic but then also mm-hmm. still being like modern sounding enough to where it wasn't like cheesy or like annoying Mm -hmm. um but we wanted to make sure it could still be played in a modern context and like perceived as like a modern project so um at least for jelly like it was a lot more on the technical side but you know i also wanted to make sure the energy was there especially in the vocals because like you can have a, a pretty you know i mean i guess for the electric song like that um at least for the verses like the beat is kind of like just in the background but the vocals and for the bridge too, the vocals kind of really drive that song. So, um, mm-hmm. just making sure the energy is there, both you know, in, in every aspect. Um, 
and just making sure it sounds authentic. But so you, I mean, you're more focused on like um, like textures and sonics and like um, yeah, the kind of vibe. Yeah, just making that's. I mean, I I hate that word in music, vibe, but like just really. Yeah. I mean, I use it too much, even though I don't like it. But just making sure that right. that vibe is there and making sure like mm. the intended like emotion of the song and just basically if, if your head is bopping like that's a good sign if you're if you're just sitting there like kind of waiting for like oh, what's happening then that's like you know that's a red flag but if it's instant like just in the zone then that's like when you know you got it yeah and i mean we have a interesting process because like i mean some of our stuff we you know we find samples and and whatever we do but like a lot of it is like i write a lot of our stuff on acoustic guitar so i have no idea what yeah, yeah. it actually sounds like yeah, you know yeah. when we make it yeah, so yeah. i i get the privilege of you know being able to write it but then also when i listen to it for the first time it really is like listening to the song for the first time because i know the words i know the melodies i can sing along yeah, but yeah. i don't know like a lot of the time i don't know what he's doing with it you know i, I get sent the, the master number one and i'm like oh okay this is what the song is sounding like cool yeah, yeah. so i think it you know i'm in a cool position to be like i i get that first listener experience then you know we also have our friends you know we send a lot of stuff out to them and it's like they'll you know they'll be brutally honest that we've told them you know don't be don't be nice to us we, we want to so make a good song yeah, yeah. yeah and we've got we've got some some real honest friends you know we've, we've been told you know this song <laughs> ew, maybe you shouldn't release that one yeah yeah but yeah it, it's nice to have that that first listener experience to be like oh is this is what someone else is going to experience for the first time sure, sure. i'd like to know what people are going to hear yeah, yeah. and if they're going to you know want to come back i think all of it kind of has to uh, like support each other like yeah the lyrics like because if you like had like that second date song and like what the the material is about you can't like sing the same melody but the words like wheels on the bus you know what i mean so it's just yeah. like it's not gonna make sense it's like a jarring uh comparison but just like um the melody is gonna invite i feel like the melody invites the listener in and then that kind of music keeps them there along with like the lyric too it's all just this kind of like that's what creates like the world and that kind of encapsulates captures the listener for that time yeah have you had any songs like that Noah, where it's like you know like this is the melody for those lyrics like this is it um or at least where it's just like you know both are really strong and support each other um i feel like the song painful the song painful that i have is like that mm. and also a song uh called wherever you go we did even like that to me too i feel like is like that as well because like the lyrics of dead to me have that like fuck you vibe and the instrumental itself is it just as as kind of like a, i hate this word but like swagger and like this kind of like uh sarcasm to it yeah i feel like they kind of match each other it, the the music and it just all has to go together like if if something doesn't fit the vibe that it's supposed to be made for then it's not going to be a good song i don't think i wouldn't you know, like you're saying, I wouldn't listen to Second Date with Wheels on the Bus. I don't think that, it, I don't think that that's quite, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's not, it just, it doesn't work together. You yeah, know, yeah. Stars is about, you know, driving off into the sunset and that's what the music feels like. Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. if it, if it wasn't like a, if they don't go together, then you're going to, you're going to tell that they don't go together. Yeah. And then you can tell with, you know, a couple of our songs that, that sometimes they just, it just doesn't go together. And so, <laughs> you, know, you know, and and we don't talk about those songs, but yeah there's there's a reason that some things hit the way that they do because it just it all works together in the end anything else you want to you want to talk about um this has been fun but i feel like we covered everything yeah i don't know what else 
just thank you thank you for having me on it's great yeah to meet thank you, guys. you for coming on you're, yeah, you're done, a lot man. Of yeah you guys are well. thank you thank you anything like if you guys just like want to talk music or talk like anything you just like hit me up you got yeah me. we definitely will same for us yeah. yeah we'll yeah. definitely stay in touch you're dope for sure I guess one thing to finish it off, I guess, um, do you have any advice for, you know, starting musicians or that's usually what we ask is like, you know, what's your advice to, to other small artists out there? Um, it is not too late. It is not too late to start. It is never too late to start. Like I was dead set. Like I was in the middle of a scholarship and, uh, on my way to be a doctor with like tons of expectations on my shoulders and everything and i threw them all in the trash i said no not for me um and did what i really wanted to do so like start with you and what you want for your life um because that is what's most important it sounds selfish but like you need to take care of yourself um and chase after what you want and then the other things will kind of follow in sort of a law of attraction kind of way i guess but yeah amazing beautifully beautifully said <laughs> <laughs> all right Thank Noah you. thanks for coming on um great conversation you're dope we'll definitely stay in touch um yeah. and keep us you know keep us tuned into to what you got going on with your music and all that um absolutely we'll be there to support so Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening slash watching. Again, this has been Noah Richardson. You can find him. Uh, well, I'll let you say, where, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, well, everything, honestly. <laughs> yeah, all his links will be below in the description, so be sure to check him out, uh, stream his new album. Um, and we'll see you next week on everyone's favorite show. Oh, we're saying it again. Double time! Double time! Double time. <laughs> <laughs>